So are the Rams a good team playing poorly or just not a very good team? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks for making us a part of what you do in your podcast routine. Here's my ask of you. Please make sure you click that subscribe button in your podcast feed. That way you get Locked on Rams in your phone, your laptop, your car, wherever you are subscribed to podcasts every single day, and you can keep track of your favorite team. Also check us out on YouTube. Our Locked on Rams YouTube page is also a great way to check out the pod. Subscribe to that as well. Why don't you click that bell? Why don't you make sure that you get a little ding every time that it pops up in your feed and you know that there's been a new podcast dropped as well. That is a great way to do it. You can also follow me on Twitter at Travis Rogers. Uh, you can see all the things that I talk about, whether it's just the Rams or whether it's my talk show, Travis and Sliwa, every day 10 to 1 on ESPN 710 right here in Los Angeles. And of course, I do the Rams pre, half, and post game show on their flagship station, the very same 710 ESPN. All right. So here's what I want to do today. I want to talk about. Um, is this team going to be led by its defense the rest of the season? Is this going to be their lot for the 2022 season, a defensive-oriented team that's going to have to play games maybe in the teens and the low 20s as opposed to what we've seen uh, throughout most of the Sean McVay era? That's coming up in just a little bit. We'll spend some time talking about that offensive line and where that is and where some maybe, maybe some there's a, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to some offensive line health. That's coming up as uh, as well, but let's start right here. Let's start with this, but not before I remind you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. All right, so here's the very simple question, and I think we're getting closer to having an answer. And by the way, feel free to answer this question in the uh, comment section on our Locked on Rams YouTube page. And uh, I'll, I'll read some of the responses probably on Friday because Thursday, of course, is going to be our uh, crossover episode with Locked on Cowboys. Um, so that's coming up on that day. But we'll get to the answers to the question uh, that's coming up on Friday. So the question is, are the Rams a good team who is playing poorly or are the Rams just a team that's not very good in 2022? Um, I want to believe it's the former, but I'm not entirely sure that it's not the latter. Let's go through the two possibilities of these things. Number one, is this a good team playing poorly? Um, the argument for that is the defense is very, very good. As, as rough as Monday night was against the San Francisco 49ers, and as many times as we saw them run that tunnel screen to Debo and to Ayuk and to, you know, Jawan Jennings and, and to everybody else that they ran it to for big yardage, um, the defense was really good. 
Then you think about what the defense did. The defense got off the field uh, more often than it didn't. They held the offense, the San Francisco offense, to 17 points. You, you Look, it, I get it that this is not Jerry Rice and Joe Montana and Roger Craig and all the Dwight Clark and those guys, but it's still an NFL team. You hold them to 17 points, you should win the game. The other seven came on the arm of Matthew Stafford going the other way, so they don't get credit for those. Um they got off the field and forced them to kick field goals down. You know, they allowed that game to be a one score game late into it. They held Buffalo, who's a very, very good team, to 10 points through the first half, got a little bit winded. And by the way, not their best effort in the opener. Um, the game against Atlanta got close, not because of anything they did, but because of a fumble from Cooper Cup and because of a blocked punt. Okay, and against Arizona, they were stifling. They never gave Arizona any sort of breathing room. Four field goals along the way. Arizona really never in any sort of um, threat to win that game. So this is very good news if you believe that this is a good team, that they still have an elite-level defense, that Aaron Donald has, while maybe not had a ton of highlights so far this season, he's been Aaron Donald. He's getting doubled and tripled and still impacting plays time and time again. Bobby Wagner has been as good as advertised. Again, this is a position that typically has not been a point of emphasis for the Rams. This is a, 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 a an area where they've gone through with some undrafted guys or some lowly drafted guys or gone to get some veteran guys towards the end of their career. Now they have a legit high-level all-pro um, middle linebacker, Bobby Wagner, and he's looking like it. And by the way, do not run on the field if Bobby Wagner is out there because he will hit you. Okay, so the guy in San Francisco learned that the hard way. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, after a slow start against Buffalo, he's been really good. Missed a tackle on Debo, I I understand. Um, Jalen Ramsey's been very, very good. They've had some guys in the secondary that have really stepped up, whether it's Darian Kendrick and Kobe Durant when he was healthy. Uh, Robert Rochelle's been okay. Russ Yeast has been pretty good. Um, Terrell Burgess has filled in. They've had some guys, despite a bunch of guys going down the defense, has been very, very good. So you can feel good about that, that once the offense catches up, once the offense finds its groove, then you will start to see a Rams team that looks more familiar than what we saw last year and the year before. And really, other than the 2019 season, what we've seen from the Rams in the Sean McVay era. That's the case that they are a pretty good team. They've got an excellent field goal kicker in Matt Gay, who continues to be kind of money in the bank. You've got a really successful track record at head coach in Sean McVay, who's going to figure some things out, who needs to get maybe a little bit more creative along the way, but certainly somebody that uh, has proven he knows how to coach in this league. He knows how to solve problems in this league. And I know that this isn't a perfect comparison, but you go back to last November when they lost three games in a row. Matthew Stafford was throwing pick sixes. They, they did not look like a particularly good team. They fixed it. They figured it out. They were able to kind of add some elements to that offense. They obviously went out and got Von Miller. They obviously go out and get Odell Beckham Jr. So maybe there's some trades coming. Um, but this is a guy and a team and an organization and a culture that wins, that finds ways to be successful. So that's the opportunity to convince yourself that this is a a pretty good team, that this is a team that's not playing well, but that the bones there are very, very good. That Cooper Cup um, is an all-pro wide receiver. That Cooper Cup still may be the best wide receiver in football. Matthew Stafford, despite being off to a slow start, has a track record that you can believe in and feel pretty good about 
as far as big plays and big moments, right? This is a guy that the Rams, we're not sitting here um, talking about them defending a Super Bowl title if Matthew Stafford didn't do what he did last year. You're talking about some guys that have made, Allen Robinson has been a really good player everywhere he's been up until now. There's still a lot of optimism and hope, I think, if we're thinking this is a good team, that he's going to ultimately figure some things out and start to contribute, that Tyler Higby will remain engaged, that they'll get the running game figured out, that the offensive line has been decimated, and that they'll get that squared away and start to be a better team. That's the argument for this is a good team that's playing poorly. The other argument is this is not a good team. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Let me tell you a little bit about LinkedIn, right? You can create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's quite a few people if you're looking to hire somebody. Then here's how you do it. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. They got simple tools like screening questions, and it makes it easier to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then ultimately who you would like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Here's how you do it. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. It's that easy. Did you know that every week the nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. Also, make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL. Locked on's local experts giving you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for making us your first listen every single day. My name is Travis Rogers, and as always, I remind you to click that subscribe button on your podcast feed so you get it in your inbox, in your phone, wherever it is you get your podcast every single day. So we talked about the um, idea of, is this a good team playing poorly? I think that's possible. The scarier thing is what we've seen so far, and the reality may be, they're just not very good and they've had very bad luck so far. So combine those two things with a drop off in talent a lack of depth and Oh, by the way, some bad luck may add up to, you know, the team is not what anybody thought it might be. The hopes were very high coming into the season. You add a player like Allen Robinson, you add a player like Bobby Wagner, you, you have some really skilled guys. They're going to step into some of the voids created uh, specifically along the offensive line. And Andrew Whitworth, that Joe Noteboom had started in the NFL, knew the Rams system. And if there was ever an opportunity to just kind of slide a new guy, and new might not be the right word, but a guy that was a, a, a number one backup into the starting role, it felt like Joe Noteboom was ready to go in that role. All of these things that Sean McVay is still there. Raheem Morris is still there. That this is... Uh, an organization that has a great deal of continuity. This is an organization that has built an unbelievable culture and that this thing would continue to chug along. It has not. 
what what has happened is Bobby Wagner, the acquisition of Bobby Wagner has been really good. But let's talk about what's happened on the offensive side of the ball, specifically at the wide receiver position, and why this is becoming a larger and larger problem week to week to week to week. And it might even be a larger problem coming up against the Dallas Cowboys on uh, Sunday afternoon. Cooper Cup's still doing what Cooper Cup does. Fine. But it does feel like the opposing teams are kind of, look, Cooper Cup can have his 10 catches, or in the case of the 49ers, have his 14 catches, a career best. But who cares? He's not going to bust us for a bunch of 60, 70-yard plays. He's not going to get into the end zone on those. And we really don't have to worry about anybody else on this field. Tyler Higby's a nice tight end, but Tyler Higby is not Travis Kelsey. Tyler Higby is not a guy that's going to be, you know, a 125-yard guy and get in the end zone a couple of times. That's not what he is. They really miss Van Jefferson. They really miss Robert Woods. They really miss Odell Beckham Jr. That's three guys. Now, the good news is, is Van Jefferson is expected to come back at some point this season because they're going to need somebody that's not Higby and Cup to make some catches. Allen Robinson has been – a disappointment isn't even the right word. It's been a, it's been a colossal failure through four games. Now – Good news is you got 13 left to play, so you can fix it. But so far, there's been no indications that this is fixable. This this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a second ago. Sean McVay is a really smart guy. Matthew Stafford's a very good NFL quarterback. Why can't they figure out a way to get Allen Robinson the ball? Why can't Allen Robinson get open? Why are they not looking at him? This is the part that leads me to believe that this just isn't going to work because Robert Woods, when the ball is going to cup all the time, that's fine. But Robert Woods was open. Robert Woods was impacting the offense in a very positive way, even if he wasn't getting, you know, eight, nine, ten catches a game. They, they'd run jet sweeps to him. They'd throw little bubble screens to him. He, would throw, he was an unbelievable blocker. He was an incredibly useful piece to this team. And now, you know, OBJ, do you have to say anything other than he's Odell Beckham Jr.? You know what he's going to bring. It's an incredibly dynamic presence. It's a threat. It's a guy that is a high, high level player. And you better pay attention to him or he's going to cook you. That's not what's going on with Allen Robinson. Odell Beckham Jr. might go to Green Bay. He might go to Buffalo. He might go to the Giants. There's no guarantees that he's coming back. And even if he does, there may be a point in the season where his addition is too little too late. That's a real possibility. That offense has to get going. Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson have given them nothing in the backfield. Malcolm Brown is back for a reason, right? It's not because those guys are so good they don't want to protect. It's because they can't get anything going offensively. The offensive line is in complete shambles. You've got two third stringers playing on the offensive line every snap, basically. You've got a second stringer playing every snap, basically. The only two guys that are the guys that you started camp with and ended camp with and feel pretty good about are your two tackles outside in Nopum and Havenstein. And those guys have been okay. It's not like they've been, you know, all pro level players. All of this stuff together, this isn't a bad day. This is a ton of injuries, a ton of really substandard play. And Sean McVay has had a month to figure these things out, and it really hasn't started to happen yet. So it really isn't a huge stretch to say this just doesn't feel like a team that's going to get things figured out. Because think about who they've played. They've played two. They've played one very good team in Buffalo, got smoked. They've played another team that I think is a pretty good team in the San Francisco 49ers. They got smoked. They played Atlanta, who's average, and had to you know hold on to beat them. But that game was far closer than I think anybody would have expected. And then Arizona is the perfect team at the perfect time every time. Just a team that the Rams beat because that's just a team that the Rams beat. 
I have no idea if the Rams have actually done anything really positive on offense this season. It really hasn't. Cup aside, everything else has question marks on it. And at some point, after playing four games, look, I get it. Break this down into quarters of the season. The first quarter, they're very lucky to be two and two. They could easily be one and three. Now you could make the argument they could be three and one as well, that that was a one-score game in San Francisco, as lopsided as it was. You put together one drive. I'm optimistic that they can get it fixed, but there is a real possibility on the offensive side of the ball. And again, this is a lot on Sean McVay. I, I've said it here, and Sean McVay, I trust. I believe he's the best coach in the NFL, not named Bill Belichick. Um, and I think that he can get it fixed, but at some point you can't fix it, right? You can be the most skilled coach in the world, but if I've got a, an offensive line that's got third stringers on it, I got it. my number two wide receiver can't get open. What do you want me to do? I can't scheme my way over running backs who are averaging two yards a carry. I can't do it especially with an offensive line that is giving me absolutely nothing with a quarterback that has about a half a second to figure out where he's going with the ball. We'll see what it looks like at the end of the afternoon on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. But if this is another run back of what we've seen through the first four weeks, it may be time to start to reevaluate the expectations of this team and what got them here in the first place. All right, let's talk a little bit about that offensive line and how you go about fixing it from here. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. For instance, the Cowboys and the Rams. The Rams, uh, go figure, are four-and-a-half-point favorites coming into this one on Sunday afternoon. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. Um, I hate to pick against the Rams, so let's do this. Let's just say that the under is looking rather uh, tasty at this point. You got a Cooper Rush team against a team uh, that has not played very good offense all season long with Micah Parsons going to be absolutely feasting on a really dilapidated line. I'm just saying that under looks uh, interesting to me. Head on over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so... The offensive line, uh, look, here's some football 101. You know this, I know this, but it's always fun to say it out loud because it's just a reminder of when we get preoccupied with Allen Robinson, when we get preoccupied with the fact that Tutu Atwell may have just absolutely been the worst draft pick the Rams have had in maybe since Greg Robinson. Um, this is always the number one thing you need to look at when a team is having success or not. How's that offensive line playing? Is it healthy? Do they match up well? Is there depth? Do you have some versatility, some optionality, as Sean McVay uh, likes to put it? And right now, the answer to the question for the Rams is, no, you do not to any of those things. Here's what it is. The Rams opened up the season with uh, an offensive line projected to be, and I'm going left to right here. You had Joe Nopum, who's coming in as a first-year starter at left tackle, but a guy that's been in your organization for a while, a guy that's started games at left tackle for you in the past and stood up very, very well. You feel pretty good about that. You got David Edwards as your left guard, guy that was your guard last year, a Super Bowl winning team, a guy that you feel pretty good about. You got Brian Allen at center. Same thing I said about David Edwards. You could say about Brian Allen, a guy that's been, in your organization for a while, a guy that has proven to be very, very effective, a guy that you gave a new contract to that you were feeling so good about. So you can put David Edward, or excuse me, Brian Allen there, and you're feeling very, very good about that as well. 
Let's keep going. This was the question coming into camp that maybe, hey, who's going to play right guard? Austin Corbett is down the road. He's gone to Carolina uh, on a new deal. So you got to find a new right guard. Coleman Shelton, who is your number one backup at that spot, he's in the building, and you've given him a new deal, and he certainly has an opportunity to earn that job. Uh, but you also used your first draft pick, not your first round draft pick, your number one pick for you in the third round on Logan Bruss out of Wisconsin. Um, to potentially be a starter at right guard. He blows out his knee in the preseason, gone. So not only is that not an option anymore, your depth has taken a shot right there. Coleman Shelton wins the job. Fine. Rob Havenstein at right tackle. We're done. He's been there a long time. He's been very, very good. Let's move on. Here we are in after four weeks of the season, the only two guys that are still there are your tackles at both ends. Here's what's happened. David Edwards doesn't play last week because he's in concussion protocol. Bobby Evans comes in. Eh. Right. It, eh, it's OK, but it's not good. So now all of a sudden you've got a guy that's learning to be a starting left tackle in the league next to a guy that's a backup at, at, at left guard in Bobby Evans, who's probably not the best offensive lineman in your program. And we'll leave it at that. Brian Allen has gone down, only played the first game. He's got a knee injury, so he's down. So Coleman Shelton slides over, and he so now you got a backup center going right now, right? So we've got backup right guard, backup center. Here's the rub, though. He goes down against uh, the 49ers. He's going to be out for a while, which means Jeremiah Colone comes in. He basically has never played in the NFL. He's a guy that is uh, very inexperienced and looked at against the 49ers. So he's going to have to hold down the fort at that center. They, by the way, calling out protections, line calls, everything else. The center is massively important. Now, maybe Brian Allen comes back sooner than later. Maybe that's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. But you're going to have to play with your third string center for the foreseeable future. That's not good. Your new, your right guard here, you're down to your third string right guard too because your starter, Coleman Shelton, He's gone. Tremaine Ancrum played about four seconds of a game, broke his ankle. He's gone. Now you're down to the third guy right there in Alaric Jackson, who has held up okay, but there's a reason he was a third-string guy in the first place. So you've got – and then Rob Havenstein's still out on the right side at tackle. You've got a first-stringer, a second-stringer, a third-stringer, a third-stringer, and a first-stringer. What is Matthew Stafford supposed to do? What is Cam Akers supposed to do? Daryl Henderson supposed to do? What, what are the line calls? What are the, the play calls that Sean McVay is supposed to put together when you can't protect your quarterback at all, when you can't run the ball at all, when you've got exactly one offensive weapon to look at to begin with? How are you supposed to get that fixed? How do you coach around the entire interior of offensive line being backups or backups to backups. I don't know what the answer is. He's got to figure it out or this thing. And look, Dallas is coming in. Dallas has an incredible defensive line. You've got arguably the best defensive player in football, not named Aaron Donald and Micah Parsons waiting for you. This could be bad. Now, this is what Sean McVay makes all that money for. This is where you have to come up with some solutions, but this could be very, very rough coming right out of the gates. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson giving you the expert NFL analysis that you need in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.